Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. Pole Position Podcast, and we're live. Twitch.tv slash Fruitbar. All the crowd is in there. They're ready to chat. They're chatting with each other. I love it. Twitch.tv slash Fruitbar if you want to join the podcast live. How do you play drums for the Beach Boys? We're going to get to that answer. Also, how do you hold a grudge? And how do you boost your energy at work? I have all those answers and more just for you. I got all the answers for you. And I have to say, I am blown away. I am blown away with the dedication of the uh, Pole Position podcast family. The dedication blowing me away. Everyone seems to be submitting their homework. Now, not everyone is submitting it on time, but we have lots of homework submissions. And as people take time to write them, I feel I should take a little bit of time to share them. If you miss this, uh, about four or five podcasts ago, I asked everyone to do a little pole position homework. And that was as simple as when you're listening to the podcast, you just send me a note, nightside at email.com. You tell me where you're listening and how you're listening. Like, are you sitting in a room by yourself? Are you driving your car? Are you on the back porch? How are you listening? Really quite simple. And uh, submissions are coming in at all times, which is interesting because people listen to the podcast whenever the heck they want, which doesn't mean they necessarily listen to it the exact day we we upload it, which is fine. Uh, so here's some to share with you. Uh, hello, John. As requested, I am emailing you with when I listen to your amazing podcast. Uh, side note, sucking up will always help. Most of the time, I listen alone at home while relaxing with a drink. The first episode and Monday's episode, I listened while I was driving to work, again alone in my car. Feel free to swear in your podcast. It makes it more entertaining. This is the good thing about not being on a radio station that does not value good content. Keep up the good work. I'm always looking forward to the next episode. That from Joey. All right, good. Thank you, Joey. Appreciate that. Uh, I don't, we, we had some swearing in the bonus edition. That is true. However, I, I don't generally swear much in the podcast. Sometimes the rage or the passion does bring it out. <laughs> it is true. Um, this one, and again, I got to get better at uh, uh, copying and pasting. I know this is from Mike. I just don't know his last name and maybe it doesn't matter. This is what Mike sent me. Now, Mike was listening to the podcast, and this is what he wrote. Hi, John Paul Licker. I think you have a great show. I thought I would throw the liquor in there after listening to the podcast about last names like Cox. Paul Licker, see what he did? I am Mike. I listen to your podcast in the afternoon when I'm driving in the U.S. on my home daily truck runs. I try to keep up on them as best I can. Keep up the good work on a great show. Well, thank you, Mike. Um, because you called me John Paul Licker, uh, I will return the favor and maybe go with Mike Hunt. <laughs> I don't know what the 
I, I know, look, my last name's Paul, so I've heard them all before. Uh, hopefully, I don't know, again, uh, we're getting off the rails. Uh, one more, this came in through the uh, website, thepollposition.ca. You can always go there, submit, submit stuff. Uh, John, just found that you started your own podcast. Congratulations. I always thought you and Dr. Petito were the two best hosts on the radio station I won't mention. It doesn't look like you're on YouTube. I do recommend you stream live there and then post all your content there. YouTube has a live chat, which is... Uh, called super chats super chats allow viewers to donate during the live stream uh, to have their content read a few streamers i follow seem to make a bulk of their revenue from super chats hope this was helpful dr kenny we've got a lot of doctors in the house i am aware that we could also live stream this on youtube we're of course doing it on twitch.tv slash fruitbar i I did it on Twitch because I Twitch more than I YouTube. But I, I understand the premise of what's going over there on YouTube. In fact, uh, my good buddy Dave Simon, he does his wrestling show on YouTube. And he, he was telling me all about the Super Chats. Uh, where basically, if you want me to read what you submit, you throw in a few bucks kind of thing. I like doing it for free. So uh, maybe someday we'll go there. Maybe. But right now, we're happy on the podcast. We're happy on the Twitch. Maybe one day we'll, we'll go up to YouTube. My dream is this, that we would take like sort of the best 10 minutes of the podcast, the video portion from Twitch, and we would put that on YouTube. Uh, but that would take me having an editor, which I don't have, but probably when summer rolls around and uh, the 17-year-old is looking for money, I might have an editor pretty quickly. <laughs> so we'll see. That's the dream. But we're rolling along just fine right now. So there's some homework for you. Always appreciate your email. Submit away nightside at email.com. So how do you become a drummer for the Beach Boys if you weren't originally in the band? John Stamos, of all people, seems to have found himself in that position. And a lot of people are asking the question, uh, how exactly did that start? Because John Stamos, you remember him mostly probably from Full House. He was on some soap operas. He's been in some movies. He's a good-looking dude. But how does he end up playing drums for the Beach Boys? Well, he was uh, being interviewed recently, and he said this is how it all came to fruition. I loved the Beach Boys. I would never even dreamed of meeting the Beach Boys, let alone play with them and I went to a concert I was on General Hospital at the time and the show was over they, they were still going to do the encore and I went backstage and all these cheerleaders chased me in there and some girls and they're screaming and Mike Love turns to my friends and says say who's that you know so that's John Stamos he's on General Hospital and always has girls chasing and Mike Love without it, missing a beat goes get him on stage <laughs> so I went on and played Barbara Ann and uh, and I played with him for you know it's over 34 years now Guy's been playing with the Beach Boys for 34 years. He got his start by being attractive. <laughs> That's it. So if you ever want to know how to get a, a good drumming gig, don't be ugly. Be hot. Hot people, I don't think they know how easy they have it. Do they? I don't think they do. I don't think they do. All right. Uh, on to grudges. Grudges. I don't know if you're holding grudges. I have not been holding a grudge. It's not something that I do. It's not something that is on my list. I, I'm very much a forgive and forget kind of dude. I also like to move on and not waste my time on those that 
apparently have no interest in me. I, I have a saying that I don't go where there's an FU mat laid out at the front door. I avoid those places. But I understand some people really do really do hold a grudge. And, and maybe you are in that group. Well, how about this? Years ago, years ago, someone tossed an empty McDonald's cup on the front lawn of Ed and Cheryl's place in Lakeview, New York. Now, if you imagine you get up, you go out your front lawn, you find somebody's discarded a coffee cup. You probably just pick it up, you throw it in the trash and you move on with your day. You probably don't think anything else of it. Except that it became a daily occurrence. Every day, Ed and Cheryl would go outside and sure enough, there was a coffee cup. It happened for three years, daily, three years. Every day they go out coffee cup on their their lawn. Same vehicle would drive by. As you can imagine, they started trying to figure it out. Same vehicle drive by, drive by, usually at sunset. And every day, toss the coffee cup out on the lawn. And sometimes in the coffee cup, this is extremely disgusting, cigarette butts. Every day. So Edward uh, finally set up cameras. (laughs) He bought some binoculars. But he could never get the license plate or a clear view of the driver. Obviously, Edward's 80. He's not good with technology because I'm pretty sure there's an easy way to figure this out. Finally, some neighbors spotted the vehicle in the act and they actually followed the vehicle and wrote down the plate. So then the police... They put together a stakeout. If you can even imagine that the police had time for this, they put together a stakeout to stop the guy who's throwing the coffee cup. And they end up pulling over Larry. Now, Larry's 76. This whole feud is going between old timers. So Larry's 76. And it turns out that Cheryl is also 76. And they used to work together at Fisher Bus Service. And... They had some bitter fights when they worked together like a gazillion years ago. (laughs) So this guy, Larry, says that Cheryl is his nemesis. So this is just his way of getting payback because uh, once upon a time uh, they had some issues and her job was union officer. And Larry had some issues and I guess he didn't get supported or he got booted or whatever. Her husband says he's flabbergasted. Pope has now been charged with second-degree harassment and depositing trash on a highway just because he had a grudge. Now, there is a small part of me that if I dig down deep enough, I kind of respect Larry's commitment. (laughs) Craig's like, that's commitment. Exactly. Like, I've never been that angry at someone where I felt that every day I needed to throw my trash on their lawn. Like most people would be like, I threw my trash on his lawn once. I'm moving on with my life. Larry was massively pissed off. (laughs) Imagine that guy gets up every day. Where are you going today, Larry? Just got to go get my coffee. Throw the cup on Cheryl's lawn. Damn, I hate her. (laughs) I thought like, I thought as you got older, you, you, you sort of forgive and forget. Maybe forget more than anything. Not Larry, man. Dude is committed. Dude dude is ready 
to do it. He is committed. I bet you he took that I bet you took that ticket with pride too. Probably no problems at all. Took that ticket with pride. If you ever want to see what we're doing on the podcast, you can go to twitch.tv slash fruitbar. All the videos of every podcast that we've done since we started doing them on Twitch, they're all there. It's free to watch. While you're there, twitch.tv slash fruitbar, make sure you smash on the follow button. You'll get notifications when we go live. We're trying to get to 100 followers. We're really close. So if you want to help out the cause, that would be swell. Twitch.tv slash fruitbar. Smash that follow button. Sir CDG in the chat. I think you bring up an excellent point, which is when old timers feud, it is awesome. Have you ever seen like when two like... 75-year-old men getting a fist fight at a grocery store. I'm sure if you just Google that, there's probably 100 videos. There's just something more fun about watching old guys go at it. <laughs> I don't... It's probably wrong. It's probably wrong. But there is something that is somewhat enjoyable about it. I'm just saying. Maybe we'll have to search up some videos and, and watch them a little bit later. Karma is a bitch, right? If, I told you I've been watching My Name is Earl. And if you don't know what my name is... Earl is all about it's about this guy who's basically like a guy that's you know low-level kind of guy that uh, is always robbing and stealing and you know taking advantage of everyone and then one day he wins the lottery and he gets hit by a car and he realizes oh my god karma's getting me back for all the bad things I've done and he makes a list and he goes through the list to apologize to everyone on his list Uh, Jason Lee is the Earl on the show it's very good it's it's fun It's an old show. You can see it. I think it's on Disney. My name is Earl. But that whole show is about karma. And it proves that karma is a bitch. Case in point. You will also note that for whatever reason, I don't know if it's uh, global warming. I don't know if it's uh, a weird response to COVID. How dare you? I don't know what it is, but there's more animals in the news than ever before. Uh, In South Africa, a game... Reserve Ranger said he saw three men who were trying to poach rhinos at the Kruger National Park. A chase ensued, and when one of the suspects was eventually found and detained, he confessed that his group had run into a herd of elephants as they fled and that he wasn't sure what happened to the others. The Rangers soon found out. They found that the other men were dead because they had been badly trampled by the elephants. This is some Lion King, get off my lawn kind of punishment. Like these guys were in there trying to poach the rhinos and the elephants were like, we're not having it. Not on our watch. They trampled them. Uh, One of the suspects is still believed to be out there, but uh, they think suffered an eye injury in the chaos. Meanwhile, they found a rifle and an axe while searching the grounds. They said it is unfortunate, unfortunate that a life was lost unnecessarily. The campaign against poaching is the responsibility of all of us. It threatens many livelihoods, destroys families, and takes much needed resources to fight crime. Here's the thing. I appreciate them saying, you know, oh, oh, there's an unnecessarily life lost. No, I'm sorry. If you're in the poaching business and you get on the wrong side of some elephants and they trample you, that's just the way it's got to be. 
That is just the way it's got to be. Play stupid games, win stupid prizes, right? I can't feel sorry for that guy. You don't want to get trampled by an elephant. Don't go poaching rhinos. It's just that simple. It's just that simple. <laughs> Karma is a bitch. That's what we learned. Learn it. Love it. Be it. Karma is a bitch. Meanwhile, you're going to work and you're probably, if you're like me, you might be saying, you might be saying, how do I give myself a boost? By the way, Joey's now in the chat and Joey says that was a necessary life loss. <laughs> you, Joey has corrected the press release from the Rangers. He's taken un out of there and underlined necessary. That's it. Fair enough. Joey, we read your homework, by the way. I appreciate your kind contributions to the podcast. Appreciate you being in the chat as well. So how do you get a little more energy when you're at work? Well, according to a study from the University of Florida, a quick morning reflection can boost your performance at work even if you're still waiting for a big promotion. This is what they're suggesting. Now, it's from the University of Florida. We've got to throw that in there. I'm just, you know, Asterix, put it up there, University of Florida. They say it's as simple as taking a few moments in the morning while you're drinking your coffee, reflect on who you want to be as a leader. So just take a moment, breathe in, exhale. What do I want to be as a leader? Hmm. What do I want to be as a leader? As a leader, I want to be respected. As a leader, I want to inspire. And as a leader, I want to have the ability to make a difference in the lives of the people that work for me and the people we work for. As I'm saying all this, I have my eyes closed. I don't know why. So you just do a little reflection like that. Pretty easy. Research shows that participants that took this step to see how it affected the workplace performance, results showed that employees taking time for a morning reflection were more likely to help coworkers and provide strategic vision. The workers also reported feeling more like a leader, believing they had more power and influence in their office. However, on the days they skipped, they missed out their performance slipped. Uh, researchers said it isn't just helpful for bosses, but for anyone aspiring to make a bigger impact at work or in their life. They say that is the upside of morning reflection. And the biggest part of that is you get to be the boss. You get to plan your own trajectory. So if you're looking for a change, if things are getting a little slow, if you're in a little bit of a slump, tomorrow with your cup of, cup of joe, give yourself a little morning reflection. If you can't remember how to do it, twitch.tv slash fruitbar. You just have to scroll through the video till when I have my eyes closed. <laughs> and then you're good to go. <laughs> or wind the podcast back, press play. Say it with me. Say it with me. Make sure if you want to be in the know when it comes to everything on the podcast, if you go to the pollposition.ca and subscribe, put your email in, you will get a notification every time a new pod podcast is posted. 
It is just that simple. Poleposition.ca. Press the subscribe, put in your email, you're good to go. <laughs> now, Joey, Joey and Craig are in like a dueling, putting things in the chat that I don't even, like I couldn't read them on the radio. I'm choosing not to read them on my podcast. This is where that YouTube super chat thing would come in because they'd have to pay me to read them. But then if they paid me, I'd have to read them. No, I'm sticking here. I'm sticking right here. It's easier that way. Hurt feelings. Morrissey has some serious hurt feelings. If you don't know who Morrissey is, um, I think uh, with with the risk of offending anyone, that's a big Smiths fan or a big Morrissey fan. Is it fair to say that, you know, Morrissey is, he's like, he's a little bit dirtbaggish. Is that a fair way to put it? Like he just, he, he, he spins on a different cycle. I think that's the easiest way. I say kind of dirtbaggish. It's kind of dirtbaggish. Kind of. I don't know. You can read about him. But anyway, Morrissey has some serious butt hurt going on. Serious butthurt. He is very upset at the Simpsons. I'm going to tell you, this is a classic case of the uh, Streisand effect. It's a classic case of the Streisand effect. I'll explain. Uh, so Morrissey, he's upset at the Simpsons because they parried it, uh, parried him on one of their shows. In the episode, Lisa Simpson becomes obsessed with a fictional band called The Snuffs and befriends its frontman, uh, Quillaby. In a statement written on Morrissey's behalf by his manager, they called the show, quote, hurtful and racist. The show poked fun at the character, uh, who was uh, voiced by Benedict Cumberpatch, and his his veganism, his uh, propensity to sue people, and his racially charged remarks. These are all things that are normally associated with Morrissey, he's a guy that sues people, he's a hardcore vegan, and he makes some pretty racist comments from time to time. Here's how it went down on The Simpsons. Shut your gobs, you wankers. Can't you see this show is just a cash grab? I'm only here because I lost my fortune suing people for saying things about me that were completely true. Oh, boo-hoo! You could jeer while I enjoy this pastrami on rye. But you're vegan! I was, until I found out veganism was invented by foreigners, of whom there are far too many on this planet. (gasps) Uh, In the episode, the character sings several songs, one called How Late Is Then, which of course the Smiths' big song is How Soon Is Now, Hamburger Homicide, and Everyone Is Horrid Except Me and Possibly You. I step out my door and I take a deep breath Turn back inside and pray for my death Cause everyone is horrid except me and possibly you (laughs) That's actually a pretty good take on Morrissey (laughs) Anyway, he's all butthurt He's all butthurt I I don't know if you go around saying crazy things You can be butthurt by The Simpsons. And I mentioned this is classic Barbara Streisand effect because it is. If you don't know what the Barbara Streisand effect is, I've explained it a million times, but here's the uh, bullet points. Barbara Streisand once pointed out her anger towards a environmental assessment that was done around her house. Uh, These guys were engineering how the 
the uh, shore was being eroded in Malibu. And in their report, they had a picture of Barbara Streisand's house. Uh, well, when she saw the report and she saw that a picture of her house was in the report, she got angry. When she got angry, the press caught on to it and immediately showed everyone the report of her house. Had she said nothing, no one would have noticed. No one would have ever known where she lived. But because she complained about it, everyone then immediately said, I want to go see it. This is kind of the same. Like, I wasn't really interested in what was going on at The Simpsons, but now I am. Thank you, Morrissey. Thanks for bringing me back into the Simpsons family. <laughs> yeah, Morrissey's manager bashed the Simpsons for harshly hateful and hypocritic uh, and the uh, hypocritical parody. <laughs> I think if you watch a show and you know that they're doing a version of you, I think you should take that as a compliment in in a weird way. <laughs> I don't know Morrissey being butthurt. It just it doesn't really bother me at all. It doesn't bother me in, in the slightest. Uh, tomorrow, we will be releasing a bonus podcast. We are recording this one on Tuesday, April 20th. Happy 420. Happy 420 to everyone who's uh, doing the 420 reefer, brownies, gummies. Whatever you're doing, happy 420. But we are recording this on 420. Uh, tomorrow, though, we will release a, a podcast. It is an exclusive podcast. There is no Twitch VOD for this. In fact, it's just, it's only the podcast. So if you watch on Twitch, you're going to have to go download this podcast. It's not going to be on Twitch. Last Friday, I, I did a very late and uh, very chill uh, Friday lunchtime chill, but I had prepared an entire podcast, which I have here in my hands. And tomorrow I'm going to record this podcast and put it up as a bonus. And if you if you always watch on Twitch, you're just going to have to go download a podcast. It's just that simple. Okay? It's just that simple. Uh, quick movie recommendation. I'll give you two recommendations because I know uh, in this uh, lockdown curfew can't go anywhere kind of thing everyone's looking for stuff to watch let me give you two recommendations by the way i have received many notes about snow train i i told you to go watch snow piercer the show about people who the end of the world is there and they only survive by living on a train the premise is ridiculous but once you start watching it it's not that bad a show uh, i've had a lot of people go hey thanks for making me watch snow train john i'm hooked now Look, I get it. You, you get a bunch of episodes in. You're embarrassed that you're watching it, but you can't stop. I get it. So Snowpiercer, we've already talked about. Here are two more. I watched this documentary on the weekend called This is a Robbery. This is a Robbery. It's on Netflix. The premise of this documentary, it tells the story of a museum in Boston that was robbed on St. Paddy's Day back in the early 90s. I think it was 1991-ish, somewhere in there. And these guys roll up and they steal like $100 million worth of artwork. And then it's all about how they have gone about trying to recover it. They still haven't recovered it yet. Uh, it's just a fascinating story. And when you learn why criminals like stealing artwork, 
it, it really kind of blew my mind. I was like, well, I guess that makes sense. Uh, so if you're looking for something, there's five or six episodes to that, something like that. This is a robbery is good. And then if you have kids, and uh, by kids, I mean 16 and under, there is a movie that is on Netflix now. It's called Love and Monsters. And my wife and I watched it yesterday or the day before. I can't remember. And it was very enjoyable. Now, I don't know if I am at a point where my opinion on TV is is like at an all-time low because I've watched so much uh, because of the pandemic that like literally I'm grasping at straws now. But I loved, not loved, I enjoyed uh, Love and Monsters. It was good. It was good. It was fun. And it's cool effects. If you like Stranger Things, it's like the same people that did Stranger Things. Uh, and it's good for your kids to watch uh, as long as they're not too young, like they'd get scared by monsters. Uh, it's good. So there are a couple recommendations for you. This is a robbery and love and monsters. I'm helping you out when you need to watch stuff. I'm helping you. Big news I'm coming soon. Great news. In other news. Oh, in other news. In other news. All right, in other news, the stories you can share with your family and friends. And when they say, how did you know about that? You can say, well, I listen to the Pole Position podcast available on Spotify, Apple, iHeart, Google. Or you can just go to the website, poleposition.ca. That's fine, too. Make sure you get us a plug. That's what I'm saying. If you are a Star Wars fan, this might be for you. Uh, The estate of David Prowse who is an actor in Star Wars, it's going up for sale, including, this could be worth something, his script for Empire Strikes Back. He's also got a piece of the Millennium Falcon in there. He's got a Darth Vader mask. His voice wasn't used in the films. Of course, he was Darth Vader. They didn't use his voice. They, of course, used James Earl Jones. But he was the guy beneath the Darth Vader mask. Uh, The auctioneer, Andrew Stowe, he talks about how this is a special auction. We're very pleased to say that we've actually got the estate of Mr. Dave Prowse, uh, known to millions of people around the world uh, as Darth Vader in Star Wars. Uh, We've got some very special items. We've got his script, uh, the famous script from The Empire Strikes Back. Uh, You name something he appeared in, we've got some memorabilia from it. The uh, auction is being held on a very special Star Wars day. Oh, my Lord, it's May the 4th. The auction uh, takes place on the most perfect day, International Star Wars Day, May the 4th. Uh, We thought it's too good an opportunity to miss uh, for Star Wars fans around the world. May the 4th is an internationally celebrated day, and what better day to host uh, the estate of one of the key cast members of the film's auction. Craig's getting very upset. He doesn't feel we should be calling him an actor because he he, he just walks around. <laughs> he do not use his voice. But you got to think about it. Like the movie, he does the voice when he's doing the movie. They just overdub it. So he's helping everybody else. You know what? I'm not having this argument. The guy's an actor. He's dead. Let him sell stuff. <laughs> Meanwhile, Dog the Bounty Hunter is still around. Did you know that? I haven't seen Dog in a long time. Uh, He has started an initiative called Get the Lead Out. And the uh, goal is to get police to swap their lead bullets for non-lethal alternatives like pepper balls. Uh, At the end of my career, the last quarter of my life, I have arrested over 8,000 fugitives. 
and I have shot a lot and never, ever used a lead bullet or a real gun. It's not the gun that kills the person. It's not the person behind the gun, but it's the lead. So he says, look, we don't need this lethal force. force. Uh, and the reality is sometimes law enforcement uses it too much. There has got to be a better way to subdue an individual that you want to arrest or take into custody than to kill him. Dog is actually bringing up some excellent points here. Now, I can't get around his incredible mullet. <laughs> I just, like It's hard to take a guy with a mullet that serious, serious. You know what I'm saying? But he's got a good point. Uh, Dog says he's used non-lethal ammunition successfully, and he said it would have made a difference in the recent Minnesota incident in which 20-year-old Dante Wright was shot and killed by a former police officer, Kim Potter. I've never had to ever kill anyone, but I've shot many with non-lethal. Some departments are taught only to kill, twice in the chest, once in the head. You very seldom see a department teaching them to wound. If she would have had a non-lethal weapon, that young man wouldn't be dead. Again, the dog, the bounty hunter, the guy's speaking facts. He's speaking facts. Meanwhile, authorities uh, have figured out that a Tesla that crashed was driverless. Two people were killed near Houston when a Tesla with no one in the driver's seat crashed into a tree and burst into flames. A preliminary report suggests the car was traveling at a high rate of speed and failed to make a turn, then drove off the road into a tree. They call that the Tiger Woods. One of the men was in the front passenger seat of the car. The other was in the back seat. I have questions. We understand that there was a person in the passenger seat in the front of the car and then in the passenger seat in the rear of the car in automatic driving mode. But we do know that two males are dead as a result of this crash. And when firefighters got here, they say they had to use 23,000 gallons of water to extinguish the flames because of the car's batteries that kept reigniting. That's a lot of water. You would think a a car that doesn't have gas in it wouldn't burn like that, but it's the batteries. I like to know what those two dudes were doing in that car. That's uh, that's suspicious, to say the least. I think we're going to see more of these things. I still can't get an answer. Maybe someone in chat actually has a, a Tesla, so they know this answer. But what happens if you're in your Tesla and you have on the automated, automated driving deal, and you have a heart attack and you die. Like, what happens? Does the car just stop? Like, does it know that you're you're living or you're dying? That's my that's my fear of the autonomous car is that I'll be in it and I'll die, and I'll be driving to like I don't know Minnesota, and I'll just be a dead body traveling across the world because <laughs> the car won't stop. I guess eventually it'll run out of electricity and then everyone will have to figure out why the heck a dead body's in a car in the middle of nowhere. All right, the IRS, you know, they're the uh, U.S. version of Revenue Canada. Uh, They're going after a teacher who happened to fundraise money to help families in need. Uh, Lois Goffinitas is a teacher in Connecticut 
Uh, with many people in need due to the pandemic, she started an online fundraiser uh, to help neighbors buy groceries. The idea was so popular uh, that they raised $41,000, but now the IRS says the money is taxable as income, and they're looking for their share, 16000 bucks. Yikes. Uh, surprised by the response of the fundraiser, the guy says he used the money to fund 140 family grocery trips, 125 family dinners, 80 Thanksgiving pies, 31 Thanksgiving dinners, rental assistance for five different families, and to help 20 people buy holiday gift cards for their kids. I had the original goal of just raising a couple hundred dollars in hopes of buying a couple families worth of groceries, and that quickly snowballed. As soon as we got money, we found people who needed it and ways that we could help. As good as I felt all of last year fundraising, I'm now feeling quite the opposite. I got to think that someone at the IRS could probably help him out. He says he was stunned when he informed the IRS that the money he raised uh, was for a good cause, and they said, no, it's taxable. It's a little gut-wrenching. Um, as a teacher, I think many people understand that our salaries are not as high as other jobs. So $16,000 for me is significant it's a huge part of my yearly income i just again i i think if he proved that he collected a hundred percent and he gave a hundred percent out i'm not sure what they're taxing him on uh don brolin is a certified accountant she's helping him navigate the challenge if he truly believes and he has the substantiation the backup that in fact this was a really big gifting transaction which i believe it was I'm happy to support him in that position to say, yes, this is what we believe to be true. Now, the IRS can disagree. <laughs> Which I'm sure they can. And uh, let's be honest, governments uh, probably want the cash. But good golly, Miss Molly, there's a guy just trying to be a good dude, and he's kind of getting screwed over. What a great job you have. You get to tell everyone good news. Just restored my faith in humanity. All right, we restore your faith in humanity. This is the never giving up edition. Now, these days, many of us are forced to start over, case in point. You know, I, I out of nowhere, had to create this podcast and, and do these Twitch streams, very different than what I was doing before. I had to start over. Now, I could have just gave up. Could have just said, ah, that's it, I'm done. Sat in a chair, looked at the wall. Waited for, for my time to come. But I said, hell no. People want a podcast. People want to continue this nonsense. We started a bunch of years ago, so I will continue it. And you are here, and I thank you for that. You can't give up. You got to keep grinding. That's how it is. I know many have faced the exact same challenge in their lives. I'm not, I'm not alone. I am lucky that this is something that I do for fun. So it, it, my life has never been completely... Uh, altered in any major way uh, but the love of doing it got shattered when the great massacre took place that my show was part of and I had a choice to either stop or to do something and I know that from starting over you know we started the podcast with zero people listening and we've built it up that it's now thousands and thousands which is great uh, the twitch channel we're now building we started with zero and now we have uh, double digit viewers every time we go live uh, we're almost at 100 followers, and I know that that will continue to grow because I've taken the time to learn how all these platforms work, and I'm not an expert by any means. Uh, but because we're grinding together, because we're putting the stuff out there, because we're working at it seriously, I hope, 
uh, people are enjoying it and it's going to grow. And I, I can see that that is where it's going to go. So that's good. And many of us have to restart over, whether it's a relationship, a job, uh, whatever. So never giving up is the mes- message uh, of this edition of Restore Your Faith in Humanity. Uh, and you should remember this name because you're going to hear it this summer, without doubt. Japanese swimmer, Rikako Aiki. She qualified for the 2021 Summer Olympics two years after she was diagnosed with leukemia. Two years after she was diagnosed with leukemia. She's going to be competing in the 4x100 medley relay after winning winning the women's 100-meter butterfly at Japan's national championship. Uh, When she won, she, of course, was just overcome with tears. She said, I was not expecting to win the 100 meters at all, and I was feeling far less confident than during the Olympic qualifiers five years ago. I thought I wouldn't be able to win for a long time, but I trained hard to win, and in the end, I came into the race telling myself, I'm back. And I so feel that. And even if you go through suffering and pain, your hard work will always pay off and be rewarded. Uh, She did compete in the 2016 Summer Olympics at the age of 16. So here she is all these years later after uh, going through stem cell transplant. uh, She got back into the pool in March 2020 and uh, she's just been grinding it away. Her goal was just to prepare for the 2024 Olympics, but here she finds herself uh, not waiting for Paris. In fact, she will be able to be in the Olympics in her home country so that's extra special so i'm sure when the olympics roll around you'll be hearing her name and i'm sure they'll be doing vignettes about the story because it's great Uh, but when you think about that reflection we talked about earlier how to make your day better just by taking a moment to reflect and sort of think what you want to be and how you want to be perceived as a leader and then you take the hard work and ethic and and the underlining drive of never giving up that's when good things happen that's when good things happen So never give up. Never give up. Don't do it. Don't do it. Never give up. Never. And I'm always here for you. Nightside at email.com. Come on. Homework done. I'm not talking. Are you done? Done. Done. Yeah. And it's done. Okay. Done. We made it. I appreciate you spending time with the Pole Position Podcast. You're always welcome to reach out. I love your feedback. Nightside at email.com. On Twitter at John Paul at J-O-N-P-O-L-E. And on Instagram, the Pole Position Podcast. If you enjoy what we're doing, do me a favor. Share it with someone you trust. We're going to take over the world together. I am John Paul. And I love you. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so very much. Thank you so much. Thank you very little. Thank you so much. No, I'm and peace. I'm out like I stole something. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Bye-bye. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.